Rick Madison here, Rick and Friends. And one of the great things about the show is I'm, I'm introduced to people that I actually didn't even know were doing as many things in the community as they are. Uh, and, and it's always fun for me. And again, I'm very appreciative of this role. And this is one of those people I'm, I'm very happy to introduce a guy that's running for city council for West Kelowna. And he's brought an extraordinary product to Marketplace. So uh, welcome to the big show, Garrett Millsap. Thanks for having me, Rick. So Garrett, tell me a little bit about, um, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, you threw your hat in the, the ring for West Kelowna. Tell me, why, tell me why somebody with a growing family, lots of things on the go, decided to put his hat in the ring for somebody that's going to make him even busier. Yeah, I just, you know, it's kind of been one of my goals before I'm, I turned 40 years old. I'm 37 years old. It's been one of my goals to run for city council. I feel it's an appropriate time for me to run for city council. Uh, being born and raised in the Okanagan, living now in West Kelowna with a young family, I feel that I can bring a, a different voice to city council, a voice that, a voice of someone who's building a voice of someone who has a young family and sees the sees the changes and sees the community changing and you know trying to facilitate and help that community grow and you know a lot of we have a lot of families in West Kelowna there's a lot of families and you know my approach to this election campaign is really being the family first guy I want to be the voice for families of West Kelowna when I sit on council I think it will be something that's well needed it's it's a different approach than maybe what's there right now um and you know it, it's one of those things that it's it there's always time for more <laughs> <laughs> well the nice thing is is i've always believed a really good council is one that's diversified has a different voice for each person and if you're able to provide that uh i would say a business voice as well as a small family growing family accessibility to different things within west Kelowna. That's probably a really rock star council, and I think one that will actually add a lot. So, so good on you. And so, how old is is your child? Uh, well, I have a little daughter. She's ten months old. <laughs> you are in for it. Okay. Not much sleep these days. <laughs> okay, so you're running for council. You have a full time job. You you've launched a relish, and so this relish is is been part of your community rad relish just so everyone can google that right away um rad relish and where is first where can i find it and then we'll dive into what it is so rad relish can be found in roughly around 300 retailers across Can across western canada mostly right now um if i start in if i start with Kelowna, like one of our biggest biggest supporters and i have to give him a shout out is peter at peter's independent isn't he a beauty he is the best he, from day one, said, Garrett, this needs to be on my shelf. I need it everywhere in my store. He's the best. So, number one, if you want to buy a jar of rad relish in Kelowna, Peter's Independent. I love it. I Because I do know uh, through my ties to the food bank, Peter has been one of the, the absolute rock stars when it comes to, okay, we've got some, some food that I own the food bank could use, and he's just been a wonderful gentleman for that. Now, Rad, Rad Relish is, is in a lot of stores. You've got Proudly Métis, uh, and, and tell me a bit about that, like the, the Métis side, you're on the business directory for the Métis Society. Tell me a bit about yeah. that. So Rad Relish is actually the first consumable product that's been endorsed by Métis Nation, British Columbia. Um, I'm happy to say that 
it is the only Métis product available in mass grocery in Canada as a consumable product, you know, as a food product. Um, you know, as we were talking about what stores it's in, so people can know if they're not in the Kelowna area listening to this, it's available at every London Drugs in Canada. It's available at all seven nature's fairs. It's available at Superstore, all Superstores throughout the interior, all the way up to Prince George, Cranbrook. And then really any of your local stores should have it. We've really tried to blanket the area with it. So it's really easy to add to your barbecue. Um, as far as the Métis thing goes, I just couldn't find Métis products available in grocery stores. Um, they just didn't exist. And that was kind of one of the aha moments of this product is there was no representation of indigenous food products in grocery stores. And somebody's got to be, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to put it there for people to see, to people to try. Um, you know, my whole mission of this company is to have a Métis food product in every Canadian consumer's fridge. And the whole actual kind of goal stemming from that is if we can do it with a relish, we can do it with anything. So if I can do it with this relish, I hope I can help someone else do it with their company, whether it's Bannock, whether it's Jam, whether it's anything. We just have to find the path, one pathway so we can find it with multiple items. Okay, so let, we're going to get into this because I think a lot of people have a recipe at home that they're just, you know, they think, okay, this has been our family for generations. Um, when was your aha moment that you really, truly had a tiger by the tail? Well, I think the aha, big aha moment of this product is a good product was when my friend, Chef Kyla King, who owns Rad Jams, another amazing local company if you haven't tried her jam you need to try her jam um, she came over and was at a barbecue of ours and tried she tried my grandma's zucchini relish which at the time was just in an old-fashioned cannon jar and said what is this stuff Garrett and I said oh this is grandma's zucchini relish we've been eating it for years and she said we need to make this and I said oh really like really she goes no no we need to make this so the initial you know the initial help of Kyla is huge to this business. If I don't have support of Kyla, we don't have Rad Relish. She brings the commercial kitchen to the table. She brings the packaging. She brings the artwork. She brings, you know, a lot to the table of Rad Relish. Um, further to that, her credentials are second to none. I mean, she's cooked in Michelin star kitchens around the world. So that also gives Rad Relish the credentials of a quality, quality food product, a local food product. Um, the other thing I would say for people that are trying to get a recipe is you got to make sure you have a source. So to give you an idea, we are in the process of, pro of produ well, pro well, we procured 10,000 pounds of zucchini from Janae at Painter's Fruit Market. Wow. That's so a lot. it's a ton of zucchini. So we've been processing upwards of six to 800 pounds daily of zucchini right now. So that way this product can all be made with local Okanagan produce. Food to jar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Exactly. So not only are we producing a local product, this is a farm to table product, truthfully. And you know, our facility, our commercial kitchen is only about four kilometers away from painters. So literally the zucchini gets picked in the morning and by the afternoon it's processed which is there's there's nothing like it okay so talk a bit about the 
the sales success you had initially with because it, it was called pegs or something before wasn't it yeah so it initially started out as pegs old-fashioned zucchini relish and we produced a thousand jars just to see if people would like it and it disappeared so fast that we knew if we had, we knew we had lightning in a ball lightning in a jar i guess you could say <laughs> yeah. um so it started out as pegs old-fashioned zucchini relish and then you know kyla owning rad jams so it, it kind of we she goes well what do you what do we want to call it and i said why don't we call it rad relish it sounds great it complements you know jam is on the far opposite side of the spectrum to relish so it doesn't interfere and i already loved kyla's brand to begin with so i thought why why don't we have a play on it and i think it i mean myself personally i think rad relish sounds great it does actually now with with that, so the thousand flew out. Kyla said, "Yeah, this is unbelievable." And you were talking a bit about like relish can be used for various things. So let's talk about that. So I'm I'm seeing this on, of course, burgers and hot dogs and that kind of thing. But you said there's actually a, a tons more uses you've seen, and people are keep bringing you new ideas of how to use relish. Yeah, I mean. Social media is an amazing thing. Somebody can share a picture with you and you can see it in seconds what they're doing with your relish. So, I mean, I've, I know for a fact, I mean, myself, I use it with, I use it, I mix it with mayonnaise and make a tartar sauce with it. And it's a fantastic tartar sauce. I, I mean, pork, chicken, beef. I have people who put it on eggs with hot sauce. I've seen some pretty high end chefs use it as their amuse bouche to start a meal as a palate cleanser. I've seen, I have a few local charcuterie, charcuterie companies. I would maybe give a shout out to TJ's grazing who uses it on her fantastic boards. Um, you know, it goes with hard cheeses. It's a, it's a really versatile product. We're not talking about the green stuff in a jar. We're talking about a zucchini relish, not a pickled relish. It's versatile. Okay. So the, the, the relish, you just talked about all the uses, but it also stemmed from a very big need and it was a, a utility need way back when, when your grandmother was using it. And that was to store meat products, which is shocking. Yeah. So grandma Peg currently resides in Oliver. She it was born in 1929, which puts her at 92 years of age, young, still driving, still owns her own house. I talked to her yesterday. She was, had finished canning, 50 pounds of peaches and then was moving on to 40 pounds of tomatoes. I mean, she's a lady you can show up at her house and in five minutes there's lunch or breakfast on the table or dinner. Um, she was born, like I say, born, born on a rural farm in Alberta on a 2000 acre homestead, actually, when the government was actually giving away land for, you know, Canadian, new Canadians to farm the land. So um, she was tasked by my great grandfather to do something with their zucchini crop. Um, that being said, having 12 brothers and sisters, her being the second oldest, the other bro younger brothers and sisters were still off at school. And I think she said she was 14, 15 years old when she started, you know, utilizing this recipe and what it was really utilized for was, you know, back in the day, the thirties, forties, they didn't have refrigerators in rural Alberta. There was no power. So they stored meat in ice boxes in the ground. And sometimes that meat would spoil a little. So in order to make the meat taste good, they would put zucchini relish on the meat. And mm. that's how they would eat the meat to sustain themselves. So it, it goes to show you in today's age where we talk about food shortages and 
you know, food being hard to find and limited. I'll tell you right now, zucchini grows the same way it did back in the 30s and 40s as it does in 2022. If you know anyone who plants a zucchini in their garden goes, most people are giving it away because it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And if you don't look at it for two days, there's more there. So (laughs) that is one thing I will say Utilizing my grandma's knowledge of using a sustainable food product, it's still it's still sustainable today, and that's one other thing that makes me proud of my grandma. Is it just shows you that maybe she doesn't know how to use Instagram, Facebook, but a lot of their things were ahead of the time and still ahead of the time today. That versatility does ring true. I mean, because you're right. I grew up in southern Alberta in in zucchini zucchini loaf and. People are just finding different things to use the zucchini for. So that actually rings true. Um, in, in your eyes, if you were to tell someone, if you want to take your dream and move it forward, what steps, because so you had Kyla, you had some initial sales success, what else should people be uh, aware of when starting, a, especially a food product? What else should they know before they step into that space? I think the first thing I would say to somebody is don't be afraid to take the chance. Don't be afraid to take a risk. Without risk, there is no reward. And I think that's a really true statement. I think then moving on from that is you have to have passion. You have to have love. Because if you love something, it's really easy to do. It's not, I mean, it's not work when you love it. Um, I think secondly is just dedication and being true to who you are about your product and and I guess the only other the the other thing would be hard work like hard work is always the you know hard work always pays off I've never met anyone that has worked hard and it hasn't paid off so that would be my biggest things and then the other is don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to ask you know find a mentor find somebody that's done it and ask for help because I think that's the truest, you know, one of the biggest characteristics of people is being afraid to ask for help. And I think when you ask for help or, or you don't know something rather than pretending to know it, ask um, is some of the keys to success, really. I mean, I'm not a chef. And if I wasn't, if I didn't have a chef behind me, we don't have red relish. So you have that, you've got some good points in there, especially the uh, the hard work, because I would imagine there was some, was there moments when it was a, this was probably not going to happen, or this is, you know, this is a big blow. Maybe you couldn't source the jars, maybe the recipe went bad. W- was there a stumbling that you occurred in, in bringing Rad Relish to life? Well, I mean, we're still only, a, just, we started this in June, 2021. So we're still in the we're still in the starting blocks of this. So to say that there's not stumbling involved and you know you get to f- try and find jars t- right now during like everybody knows finding glass right now is like finding gold. Um to say that there's not stumbling blocks there's stumbling blocks daily. There's stumbling blocks weekly. Um it's just how I guess it's how you deal with them and how you continuously move forward. You can't get stuck when one thing goes wrong. You got to remember about the three things that go right. Right. Um, and that's how I look at things. I kind of try and compartmentalize and go, Hey, like 
there's no sense in stressing out about what you can't control. You can only control what you can control. So yeah, to say that everything is rainbows and sunshine, no, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes you stumble, but you just get back up and you do three more good things. So I imagine you said you're in uh, how many stores? 300 or something? Yeah, around 300-ish. Okay, so first off, let's just go through the journey here. You you came up, you had the recipe, you knew that there was a big marketplace for relish because it can be used for a variety of things, which we touched on. Then the next step was you had a chef behind you support because you're preparing food and also the validation. And then the next step is a lot of people, and this is where a lot of people stumble, is they don't know how to sell it. They don't know how to get it out there. They don't know how to get dis distribution. So what was your... You probably had a big role in that, which was pushing it out to 300 locations. Was that a, you started phoning places? How did you get this thing out there? Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to, you know, in my previous career working for a Fortune 500 company, a large one that did soft drinks, to have some connections to the grocery world. And I literally just started emailing everybody in their everybody I could find and talking about it and going and talking to guys like Peters at Independent Grocer, uh, sending samples to London Drugs, sending samples out to Save On, sending them everywhere and just talking about it to people. Yeah. Telling uh, the story. Telling I the, and telling the story. Exactly. You know, I can even remember calling into the radio, the talk radio station in Kelowna and just at the nine o'clock AM hour of, Hey, it's open mic time and just calling in and just telling them about it. And, you know, just trying to get the word out. I mean, even like Mediterranean market, like I love the subs there. So I would, I just went in and said, Hey, Dustin, like, you want to put this on your shelf? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, stuff like that. Like just, just, just communicating. I mean, I'm so lucky that, I mean, I have a business degree from Okanagan College. My major's marketing. My minor was communications. So I'm a little bit, I mean, one of the best, I have to say the best business program in the Okanagan is at Okanagan College. Wow. Okay. And that's a big statement to make, but I will hands down, if someone wants to take a business, take it there. Um, but yeah, just like you say, talking about it, emailing people, following up with people. And, you know, I think we, the story of it is really good. Yeah. Um, another huge win we had was even just this year, we attended the Good to Grow sales conference down at the PE in Vancouver. Now we attended as both Rad Jams and Rad Relish Co. And we were lucky enough to win third place out of, I think there was 300 applicants in the, that was cut down to 60. And we, I mean, this relish and jam company was third best new product in BC, which totally opened up lots of doors. Um, you know, same thing, like it's listed with Cisco and Gordon food service. So any restaurants out there, you want to carry rad relish, you want to put it on your burgers, hot dogs, same with rad jams. I mean, who wants a plastic package of jam for breakfast? I don't, I'd rather have a real, real fruit jam with my breakfast, but yeah, I mean, I love selling and I'm passionate about selling, obviously. So, I mean, it's, again, I, I say it all the time. When you love something, it's easy to sell. And I love this. Okay, so you got a full-time job. You got a relish company that's taken off. And, and now you throw your hat in for West Kelowna. I, what are you thinking as far as, 
you know, you've got some ideas about platform, I'm sure. Give, give us your, your platform for Garrett Millsap. So my platform for Garrett Millsap, really, my slogan is a common sense approach. So it's all about bringing to the table what's right for families, what's right for public safety, and what's right for affordability. So, I mean, I the affordability thing today is a really, we could go all day and talk about affordability, but at the end of the day, it's how can a city make life more affordable for people? So is it free concerts in the park that you can take your family to? Is it recreational costs can be cheaper? I think that's something cities can actually do. I mean, as far as building houses and stuff like that, I don't know if a city has the ability to do that other than to lobby the province for help. But my biggest thing for my platform is creating efficiency at City Hall. Like we need it to be a well-oiled machine for the city to run better. I know there's, I mean, the one thing I hear over and over again is water, 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 because there's boil water advisories in West Kelowna. My thought is I hope that this water treatment facility gets built. I hope it gets finished sooner than later. I think the biggest thing that I will represent of the water statements is that I want to make sure that it's once it's done, it's done for good and it's done right. And I hope that we can do that. Um, another thing I really would like to see is right now in West Kelowna, we don't have 24-hour-a-day bylaw. So if it's after 5 p.m., you're calling the RCMP for help. And I think that's not the right resource for the RCMP. We need a 24-hour-a-day bylaw. I'd also like to see the bylaw switch from an educational process to an enforcement process. So my opinion is if as a bylaw officer, we need them to generate revenue for the city when people aren't following the bylaws. Makes sense. Um, basically, I'm all about, I'm, I'm the family guy that's running for city council. So if you got a family, that's, I got a family, I got a 10 month old, that's what I'm about. So tell me about, you know, obviously you wanted to make a difference in West Kelowna. So what, was there a moment or an event or something that just made you go, listen, I, I really want to throw my hat in the ring. I'm not going to be this one of these keyboard warriors that sends out these complaints about my city. I'm going to put my, my hat into the ring and I'm going to run. So was there a moment or something, any kind of policy, law, bylaw, or just a collection of things that made you want to run? Yeah, so... One of the biggest things for me was in 2017, I applied to put a carriage house in, in West Kelowna. That went from a carriage house to an addition to tying in the addition to finally saying, okay, I will take this to council and let them vote on it, which they unanimously voted to approve it. But in that time, I went through three different planners and spent 14 months trying to get my approval. So right there, I was, you know, taken back. I have to say the staff in West Kelowna is fantastic. And this is no slight against the staff in West Kelowna, but just the process of it all. And I just thought to myself, like, there's got to be a better way to process this. Now, this was back in 2018. I'm sure things have gotten better now that it's 2022. But that was kind of my first aha moment. Um, my second one was just the lack of sidewalks and infrastructure in West Kelowna, um, you know, and drainage. Like as we continue to see right now, we get these storms. Like last week we had two crazy storms that used to only, I mean, I've lived in Kelowna since I was born in 1984 
And we used to see those only happen once in blue moon. Now we're seeing them five, six times a year. So we have to have people that are on top of these things that know about it. I mean, to give you some context, my dad was the city of Kelowna, one of the city of Kelowna roadways foremans back, back in the day who did their snow and ice removal, drainage and their asphalt crew. So I do have some background in public infrastructure. <laughs> that was around the family table. It run, it's been around the family table for sure. Um, and you know, like my dad's no longer with us. And that also is part of my big motivation. Like I can always feel my dad over my shoulder saying, yeah, go for this son. Cause he was that type of guy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I'm doing this. Like, you know, and at the end of the day, I think win, lose, tie, draw, putting yourself forward for something like this is an accomplishment in itself. Okay, so you have a, a 10-month-old and you're running for council. Did your did your wife take you aside and give you a couple of whacks or did she say, yeah, full steam ahead, let's go? No, my wife said full steam ahead. She's married to me. She knows what I can accomplish. Come on. No, she's married to me. She's full steam ahead. She's my support network. She's the rock of the family. She's an amazing lady. She understands. She knows what I can accomplish with my work ethic. She sees I wake up at six in the morning every day. I go for my one hour walk with our dog, Cooper. That's my time to reflect on what I'm going to do today. I go to work. I get work done. And then after work, I start to work on my other projects. And, you know, as well as hold a 10-month-old and look after a 10-month-old and whatever. But I shouldn't say whatever, but <laughs> cut that out. Um, but yeah, no, she know. She's like, yeah, I'm one of those guys. I'm a doer. I'm a goer. I'm a builder. I don't stop. I like to work. I, I, you know, some people like to sit on the couch and watch TV. I like to work and do things like that. You know, that's just me. Well, it sounds like you got a lot on the go and you're you're tackling it, though. Yeah. Oh, totally tackling it. That's, this is it though. Like that's it. Like that's it. The <laughs> council's the last piece of the puzzle. So if, if we were to chart ahead, let's say you're lucky enough to get on council, you get voted in. What do you want life like to be? Sorry. How do you want small families or growing families that come to West Kelowna? What do you want their future to look like? Like You obviously have some goals in mind for families. Yeah. So what does your horizon look like for those families? I think the first thing I want for those families is I want West Kelowna to have the best parks and playgrounds for those families to go to. I think parks, playgrounds is one of the most essential things to children's development. I I mean, we have an amazing lady by the name of Melissa Grasmick that's trying to put together Julia's Junction, the first accessible playground in West Kelowna and I think maybe even I don't know if Kelowna has one or not but I think we need more of that the fact that there's not an accessible playground for kids to go and play at is baffling to me in 2022 that we don't have that Um, you know if there's one thing I I can say there's a ton of undeveloped parkland in West Kelowna that we can develop and turn into beautiful places for kids to go and interact and I think you know we need when we look around town and we see the bicycle chop shops and we see the drug addiction and the mental illness and stuff yes we need to try and help those people but I also think to myself education starts when kids are young and recreation is one of the big things I mean I played hockey soccer ball 
rugby, everything under the sun, golf. And I think we need to think about that again. We make it hard, we've made it harder and harder for families to be able to afford their kids to play hockey, get their kids to soccer practice because there's not enough fields. Get their, I mean, my wife yesterday had to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to sign up our daughter for swimming lessons and it was 5.37 and there was no swimming lessons left. So we need to make that accessible because that's where it starts for kids. And if we can keep kids busy, we can keep them out of trouble. So on the on the flip side of that, so I'm, I'm thinking as a voter in West Kelowna, I've got this guy, Garrett, who's, you know, championing small young families and, and trying to uh, build accessibility. There's a cost to that. So as a counselor, you obviously have a calculator, you have a balance sheet. Yep. What, what am I thinking of as a voter for someone who does want to build these amenities in how how do you see that balancing out with financial matters well myself personally like the land is available i'm not saying we need to build crazy out of control things we just need simple spaces for people to go and use when i go and i look at some of these park spaces that are available some of the best view lots in the city it doesn't need to be crazy it can be a bench it can be a it can be a, a platform for somebody to do yoga. It can be grass. I mean, in today's day and age, like a park can be turned into whatever somebody brings to the park. I mean, I'm not talking about like, okay, every park's going to have a $500,000 playground. No, 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 no. But we can make, create spaces where people can go and congregate and socialize and enjoy. So I'm not talking about spending a ton of money. I'm talking about spending common sense dollars to instead of you going and seeing a park access that's weeds that it's grass that it's usable space okay so you've you've put your hat in the ring have you got um supporters obviously have you got a campaign or is this just all brand new right now yeah yeah no i got a i got i have actually a, a good team behind me of a, a bunch of locals um loss of support a, age ranging from early 20s to late 70s so we have a really great mix of people um yeah i've been kind of working at this for the last three and a half months putting it all together um we're ready to roll like signs have been ordered i've had pins and magnets that i've been handing out to people for quite a while now it's 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 ready to roll like yeah there's support um door knocking are you going to do door knocking I don't know if I'm going to do door knocking. I don't, at this point, I don't think I'm going to do door knocking because I don't like it when people knock on my door. And I don't think lots of people like it when you knock on their door. You know, you're having dinner with your family and Garrett shows up at your door and knocks on it and wants to talk about city of West Kelowna. I think people can go to millsapforwestkelowna.com and read what I'm about or give me a phone call, shoot me an email. I'm back to you within 24 hours. That's my thing. You send me an email, I'm back to you in 24 hours. Okay, people are going to hold you to that. No problem. Okay, so I had the pleasure of, of chatting with a guy that didn't even know grew up here, but has been doing a bunch of good things. And Rad Relish, uh, available all over the town. Peter's is, is one of those places I have a soft spot for for Peter and, and all the good that he does for our community. So at, available at Peter's Independent, London Drugs. Nature's Fair. Nature's Superstore. Fair. All over the place. Yeah. Running for council. Yep. Raising a family and uh, and working full time to boot. So welcome uh, and, and thank you so much for uh, for what you do, Garrett. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, looking forward to big things to come. You know, local guy.
who's who's trying to do who's trying to do some stuff and and i really think this uh this council thing's a good spot for you so good luck to you awesome thanks for having me rick